Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily, where we are already halfway through the work week. But now let's get to the news. GM and Ford will report their first quarter earnings tomorrow and Friday, and analysts are expecting those earnings to go down. At GM, the reason is obvious. Earnings are going to get clobbered by these charges for all these recalls and by restructuring and currency exchange charges. Even so, Merrill Lynch has a buy on GM stock, forecasting that it will hit $43 a share, about 10 bucks above where it is today. Meanwhile, Ford is also expected to post weaker earnings because of a ton of model changeovers, most notably with that aluminum F-150. It's also expected to post weak earnings in Europe, South America, and the Asia-Pacific region. Ford is trading currently at $16 a share. Merrill Lynch sees that going to $20. Speaking of Ford, sales of the C-Max are falling sharply in the American market, and the automaker's chief of the Americas, Joe Henricks, says he knows why. Ford had to chop the fuel economy rating by 10% because of a consumer backlash when the C-Max did not deliver real-world results. Henricks is right. If you look at sales of the Fusion Hybrid and MKZ Hybrid, whose MPG ratings were not lowered, they're actually up compared to a year ago. So we would not be surprised to see more incentives being offered on the C-Max, or at least more odd advertising dollars getting spent. Speaking of Ford, we're getting more info about that brand new Mustang. One new feature is an electronic line lock that's standard on all Mustang GTs, to help drivers at the drag strip. When the brake pedal is released, the hydraulic control for the stability control system keeps the front brakes locked while releasing the rear brakes. When sitting in the burnout box, the driver can hit the accelerator to spin up the rear wheels to warm up the tires for maximum grip. And it's not necessary to keep one foot on the brake and the other on the gas or install a mechanical line lock. So when the tires are properly warmed up, Drivers can pull up to the line, start launch control, and get a clean start. Toyota is showing off the refreshed version of the Yaris that's due to hit the streets later this year. It gets a whole new fascia out front and new LED taillights and a diffuser out back. Customer feedback prompted key changes to the interior, like adding more colors and equipment, using better looking materials, and increasing the feel of roominess. Toyota also retuned the suspension to improve comfort, handling, and noise levels. Research firm Experian Automotive just released a new study comparing the difference between people who buy hybrids and electric cars. Researchers expected them to be the same, but that's not the case. EV buyers are younger and more affluent. But the most interesting part of the study to me was the amount being financed and how much these people are paying for these cars per month. You know, these kinds of payments are what people are paying for luxury cars. More management changes at General Motors due to this ignition switch disaster. The company is essentially splitting its engineering department into two separate organizations that'll be run by two different executives. 
Ken Morris will become vice president of Global Product Integrity. Ken Kelzer will become the vice president of Global Vehicle Components and Subsystems. John Calabrese, who was the vice president of Global Engineering, but who saw his position eliminated as part of this restructuring, elected to retire from the company. But in announcing the change, Mark Royce, the head of product development at GM, was effusive in his praise of Calabrese, so it's not as if he's being pushed out the door. And I could see why Calabrese would leave after the job he had was being split in two. Even if he stayed on, he'd be taking on a job with less responsibility. And so after 33 years with GM, I can understand why he would step down. GM says it needed to get rid of the organizational silos within its engineering organization and needed better cross-system analysis, and that's why it split it in two. I would add that by splitting the organization, it's going to reduce complexity for both of these new appointees. Both Ken Kelzer and Ken Morris will report to Mark Royce, AutoLines 2014, Executive of the Year. Coming up next, we want to take you inside, quite literally inside, the fantastic world of Formula One technology. The new Sonata from Hyundai. As you may know, Formula One completely revised its rules for 2014, especially in the powertrain area. Now the cars are running V6 turbocharged engines, but with a lot more electric assist. Red Bull Racing put out a video with Australian driver Daniel Ricciardo explaining what the new cars are all about. What I especially like about this video is that it is a spectacular example of how good computer-generated animations have come to be. Take a look. Things have changed a lot since 2013. The technical regulations are very different for this season. Let's compare the new and the old car. I've got the new one. Sebastian's driving his winning car from last year. The philosophy behind the new rule changes was to make the car safer and more fuel efficient. Here are the main changes. New nose, front wing, rear wing, engine, gearbox, an enhanced energy recovery system and much more. The amount of fuel used in the race has been restricted. We now have 30% less in the tank. How can you save that much and still keep running? First of all, we get one extra gear, eight instead of seven. The most revolutionary change is the new fuel efficient engine. Much higher pressure fuel injection for more complete and efficient fuel burning, two cylinders less, V6 instead of V8. There's a ref limit of 15,000 RPM, but the turbo is back. And with the turbo, the turbo sound. The energy recovery system has been enhanced. The new ERS now has two motor generator units. The new one is powered by the flow of hot exhaust gases. The other one still uses brake energy from the rear wheels. It's a lot more powerful now. The battery pack now stores 10 times the amount of energy. That's enough for 33 seconds per lap rather than 6.6 as before. And a double boost of 160 horsepower. Therefore, more torque, which means it's tougher to control getting on the power. So we can expect lots more battles. 
The outside and the aerodynamics have also changed quite a lot. Our feet move down because the nose comes down for safety reasons. The front wing is narrower, downforce is reduced significantly, the blown diffuser is gone, as well as the beam wing, the rear has to be supported. The main flap is flatter and opens up further. DRS attacks can now be more aggressive. The new power units have to last longer too. We used to have eight engines for the entire season, now we only have five complete power units. Shall we give the first engine a tickle? Heck yeah! For the last three seasons, Red Bull dominated Formula One, but so far this year, the Mercedes team is emerging as the dominant team. Mercedes seems to be getting more power and better fuel economy out of its engines, while the Renault engines used by Red Bull are struggling to keep pace. Hey, how would you like to commute to work in an original Ford Model T? That's what David Leipelt is known to do. He also raced his T against a Tesla Model S from Michigan to Long Island as part of an article that Car and Driver did. And he is our guest on Autoline After Hours tomorrow night. So join me and Gary Vassalash for some of the best insider discussion in the business starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time right here at Autoline.tv. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching and please join us again tomorrow. Thank you.